Blog Talk Radio. is somewhere out in the Thule's, and here I am. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to turn this over to our uh, today's co-host, Conjurman and Papa G. Take it away, Conjurman. Thanks, Kat, for uh, stepping in as announcer and as guest today. Uh, a little bit of a different format. Uh, we are missing our announcer, but he will hopefully join us a little bit later on. This is the beauties of a live show, but we are all professionals and flexible. <laughs> we will adapt uh, accordingly. As you can tell by the sound of my sultry voice, I am not Miss Cat. We're doing something special today where we're going to have Miss Cat take her host hat off and join us as guests, and in her shoes will step the wonderful Papa G. This is a really unique opportunity. We haven't had many chances to have Kat on as a guest. In fact, I think in the history of the radio show, maybe two or three times at most, we've had her, but this is a really fun and exciting uh, opportunity. We get a chance to talk with her, not just about any topic, but specifically about her forthcoming book, Down Home Sex Magic, which is going to be great. It's also quite fitting that the uh, Tauruses are all gathered to talk about a bit of sex magic here, and that's <laughs> going to be uh, quite interesting. It's a uh, our forte, we'll say. We, it's the, one of the sexiest signs or the very sex-oriented signs uh, is Taurus. In fact, if you, even if you read the ancient texts, they almost always describe Taurus as, quote-unquote, lusty. <laughs> so this is a fitting topic. Before we uh, introduce our co-host and our guest, just a little bit of news and update uh, from the world. We are living in historic times. Um, I wish... We could start these shows once and be like, we are living in not historic times. Everything is boring and there's nothing going on in the world. But as been the case for the past few years, it seems like we're always living from kind of one crisis to the next, such as the nature of, you know, climate change and capitalism. Uh, but I did want to pinpoint and highlight the kind of two, there's, you know, two really big tragedies that are ongoing and it is important for those of us that are spiritually inclined, globally aware, socially conscious, to keep people in our prayers. First is the horrific uh, earthquake in Haiti. Somewhere up to 300 people have perished in it. Buildings have been damaged. Uh, Haiti cannot seem to catch a break. One of the first uh, successful um, black uh, revolutions in the so-called New World, was Haiti successfully overthrew the French, um, but has since suffered immensely from 
uh, international pressure from colonial exploitation, economic exploitation, uh, the U.S. horrible meddling and mismanaging, and then just natural disaster after natural disaster. So uh, very important to keep Haiti in our prayers. There are lots of really interesting um, a really important fundraising initiatives that I would encourage people to examine and take a look at. Uh, if you claim to be a spiritual worker, that should always involve care of community. And that community isn't just the people around you, but should be global in that instance. We are, after one, all, as, as Christians will say, one body. Um, and then the second uh, tragedy is the, the kind of horrible situation in Afghanistan in which the government has formally collapsed and the Taliban have taken over uh, kind of the 20-year flashbacks. This is very bizarre because uh, people often don't know this, but I'm actually a lot younger than I sound and look. (laughs) I'm a millennial, and I was in high school. I just started high school when the invasion of Afghanistan started. So the entirety of my adult life, has been shaped by this war that has technically now come to an end, but it has ended in almost the exact same way that it has begun with the Taliban back in charge. So prayers to the people of Afghanistan who are suffering, who are likely going to suffer from this horrible and repressive regime. Dark times in the world, but there's always cause for hope and there's always cause for us to to look to a more optimistic future, for those that believe in the power of magic and prayer, there's always something you can do. No matter how dark the night gets, you can always light a candle. So with that hopeful thought uh, and that bit of of rounding up the news, let's bring on Papa G, who has very graciously accepted to step into the uh, role of Miss Cat as co-host. Let's check in to see how he's doing before we chat with the wonderful Miss Cat. Papa G, welcome. Thank you for joining us as co-host. Is this your first time as co-host? I think it is. It is. It's, a, it's the first it time I've stepped into these shoes. New the role. Shoes. New role. <laughs> you know, uh, along with the lines of what you were talking, I was talking to my husband, Roy, and asking what, you know, what does all this mean in Afghanistan, and one thing is, I mean, Taliban rule means reverting, um, reverting to a time of things like eliminating the women's rights that have been achieved there. So it's a big mm-hmm. step yeah. backwards. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, we should note that this happened as Jupiter is retrograding. It also happened right after the conjunction. In fact, Cat, uh, myself, and uh, the wonderful Deacon Millet had this conversation back in November. And I remember I gave a very dire prediction that what the Jupiter conjunction Aquarius really signifies is the retreat of empires that has historically always indicated the transition from one imperial hegemony to another. And I remember I got an, I got an uh, email from a fellow astrologer. Like, he's like, God, those ancient astrologers are really dire. I'm like, they really were, but they weren't wrong. And we are very much seeing mm-hmm. this. You know, the, Ameri- the American oh, right. Empire is in, is in full retreat in many ways. Um, so it, it's a bizarre, bizarre moment. But what's new in, in your neck of the woods, Papa G? Give well, us a I'm, quick update of what you've been doing since last we chatted. Um, finished up everything for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Tickets are still on sale so it's, uh, for the weekend of September 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still spots for goodie boxes. 
for anyone who wants to go to hoodooheritagefestival.com and get, get tickets. Um, we got 10 classes. I've got all my video uploaded, all my background work done, um, and now I'm going to do a little bit more promoting so we can get some more more people on board. A lot of people usually sign up at the last last mm-hmm. minute, because, you know, I trying to make sure their schedules are right. <laughs> I've been working on a new book. Uh, you know, I'm a as a Taurus, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment, so I've been working on my casting uh, love spell book that I've put off for a while, and um, I have a new website, themojostudio.com. Uh, uh, what I did was take all of my publishing back from our main company. Mm. When our company was young, it needed my royalties to survive. Now that it's standing on its own, I sort of incorporated uh, to include my my book publishing and my candle services and my Patreon and Etsy and all of it together into one company. So I just gave it a new name to um, show off my artsy side. So it's the Mojo mm-hmm. Studio. So um, I'm working on my first book for it. Oh, very cool. Well, lots of exciting things to come. We look forward to hearing uh, as they develop. Um, we are really wonderfully privileged to have uh, Miss Cat join us as guest today. Uh, she has, doesn't have to worry about co-host duties, and we can just kind of talk to her about this very cool project that she's underway. So, I just a brief introduction to um, the the book projects. I remember when. Missionary Independent and Lucky Mojo really started the publication of books. Miss Cat is quite famous for what we call the Green Bible, the kind of definitive book on hoodoo roots and herb magic in uh, that I think anybody who started out in hoodoo has a copy of. Uh, the sort of definitive book. Of, yeah, it is. It is the it's the go-to. I mean, I've been a root worker for decades now, and I, I it's my go-to book. Oh, God, what is a really good herb for success? Okay, really just fantastic. Um, But also Hoodoo uh, in Theory and Practice, which was online, and several books from there. And from there, a a series has emerged around the tradition of Hoodoo, around divination, around various uh, conditions and even practices, the art of candle magic, for example, uh, or Deacon Millet's book on sugar work. We've seen a real kind of library, and to that library now, Miss Cat is offering a really interesting new treatise, Down Home Sex Magic. Miss Cat, welcome. Glad you can join us as guests, and thank you for coming and chatting about your cool new book. Can you start off by just giving us a brief introduction into what is Down Home Sex Magic? Is sex magic you know, ancient sigils, sex magic candles. What is sex magic, and what is this book going to cover? Well, uh, this book is about exactly what it says, down-home sex magic. So it's <laughs> African-American sex magic from the <laughs> South, much of it old. There's also a, 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 quite a few things included that come from, you know, the worldwide tour of folk magic that I usually include in my books because um, Hoodoo, you know, actually quite easily accepts and adapts, you know, little variations on the tune. And so there's a bit of that. Um, But this book is not 
about ceremonial sex magic, and that's why it's called Mm. down-home sex magic. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of good books on ceremonial sex magic, depending on what your bent is, but this Mm -hmm. isn't that book. This book does have, uh, you know, quite a bit about what we would call sacred sex in it. Right. um, Because I wanted to put some of that information in. But it contains more than 150 self-contained magical spells for sex. So that's what it is. I mean, they're packed. And, uh, yeah, most of most of the books I write, I, I, I aim for a minimum of 100 spells. But in this one, some of them were such small little tricks. They're just, you know, mm. quick tricks. And yet they are standalone spells for sex. So I threw them in, and I got 157 this, altogether. This is quite fascinating because uh, I think some people have this perception that sex magic isn't related to hoodoo. When they think hoodoo, they think candles. They think, but the reality is, sex magic has always been part of hoodoo, from sexual fluids to to, to various sex acts that have been part of it, to the development of things like penis candles and vulva candles. So it's always been part of the tradition of hoodoo, and it's beautiful that you say this isn't ceremonial magic. It's down earth, you know, down home sex magic. Because at the end of the day, right, sex is, is imperative for all of us, or most of us, I should say. Not everyone, well, but most of us. The idea here is that um, although there are, of course, spiritual supplies and products you can use, sex magic, yeah. more than any other form of magic, makes use of um, elements of the body. And therefore, there isn't as much to buy, you know, maybe Mm. some kitchen Mm. herbs. There are certainly elaborate candle spells, and I give quite a few that are just, Mm -hmm. you know, way out there, elaborate candle spells. You might need to buy some lodestones or a doll or something. But I broke it down into chapters, and um, I had fun. All of the chapters have alliterative names, so I'm going to read them to you. (laughs) Fascinating Fascinating fluids. Those are body fluids. Magical measures. Those are string measures of parts of the body. Corporeal concerns. Those are things that are not (laughs) fluids, like fingernails. Captivating clothing. Wonderful words. Those would be some um, (laughs) biblical psalms. Herbal aphrodisiacs. That's exactly what you think it is. Amorous amulets. And here I gotta oh. give a shout out to our co host Papa G. The amulet amorous amulets were selected from and borrowed from the book How to Use Amulets, Charms and Talismans in the Hoodoo and Conjure Tradition, which is also coming out this year. So these two books kinda of have a little bit of an overlap, but they're sorted only the amorous amulets. Mm-hmm. The next one is seductive seasonings. So these are uh food <laughs> recipes. The next one is copulating candles. And there's your candle spells. They do get a few pages. Make-out mojos. Darling dolls. <laughs> bewitching bottles. Perfect pairings. Perfect pairings um, comes from the idea of the menu at a fancy Napa Valley uh, wine bar restaurant. And they tell you, well, if you order the trout, your perfect pairing would be Chardonnay, right? right? So the idea of a perfect pairing is two things that go together to make a sex spell. Um, 
and that would be well you just have to figure out what they are by reading the book but they are they are things that are paired one for each partner and the last one is called erotic energies and this is about energetic magic um including magic with the dead uh, excuse me sex with the dead sex with discarnate spirits and other oddly mm, energetic mm-hmm. forms of work and then um, there's a whole long section on how to hoodoo your lover's nature, how to increase female libido, how to increase male libido, um, mm. female sexual domination, male sexual domination, queer sex spells, and then we get into a whole other part of the book, which is called Sacred Sex. So there's the layout of the book. Oh, that is fantastic. You, you had a lot of fun with those. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Well, uh, you know, Go it's ahead, funny... Fascinating Fluids is based on that um, Fred Astaire fascinating rhythm. And once I got into that rhythm, I just kept going. <laughs> fascinating Papa Fluids. G, you're, you're, you're trying to say something? Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, you reminded me, because I, I just finished writing a section in my Love Spell book about um, aphrodisiac. So I was wondering, what were some of the weirdest ones you found, Kat? I mean, I had found one that were someone uh, made cakes by rolling dough over every orifice of their body and then baking it for someone. What was that? What's your favorite of the? Well, that would not be a hoodoo type spell that, you right. know, that seems a modern neo-pagan possibly. I've never heard of it in old uh, European traditions like trolldom either. Um, I would say that um, some of the, um, you know, the ones that i that I like that are, um, you know, uh, how can I put it? Strange, strangely seductive spells. Aphrodisiacs kind of come in several types. There are herbs that have a reputation for being an aphrodisiac uh, because they deal with some form of sexuality, like bay leaf is used mm. for marriages, right? or caraway right. seeds is used for faithfulness. So the idea here is not just to have one thing that's an aphrodisiac, but each root, each herb, each seed has its own part to play in what you need for sex. So, mm. um, you know... Uh, I can I can say that um you know here's a this one is a little more european but it does come out of the hoodoo tradition um a woman who's going to have sex for the first time would bathe in mint tea and then rub her body with vetiver oil drink a cup mm. of sage tea warmed with whiskey and her first sexual experience will be good so mm. that's kind of down home but it's also a little you know off the beaten track um, oh, yeah. Another one that I that I like an uh, an awful lot is of course High John the Conquer root for mm-hmm. male potency and Queen Elizabeth root for female potency, and there are others, you know. So yeah, there's a there's a little bit of everything in this book. Mandrake um, root, both the poisonous mm-hmm. mandrake, the mayapple, and the bryony, all of which are called uh, mandragora at different right. times. So yeah, it's just yeah. an attempt to get a little bit of everything in here. And um, there's there's a very nice um, love potion number nine, which contains... Oh, very um, cool. Yeah. Um, you can select... Basically, I, I try to teach people to think for themselves. So you can select any mm. nine non-toxic love herbs. 
And um, you can find out what they are by reading the rest of that chapter, see. And then um, you can find, you know, rose petals, red clover, catnip, so forth. This is oh, this is go. really fascinating. So, I, I, first of all, I can totally attest to the power of John the Conqueror as an aphrodisiac, as a scent in particular. You know, if you if you ever include John the Conqueror plus some type of cologne or some type of ooh, really good stuff. But I, I wanted to, to pause and, and really ask you uh, if you could talk a little bit about the the history of sex magic in hoodoo, um, and and also what kind of drove you to write this book? What was your kind of impulse or inspiration for it? Uh, you know, what were you trying to convey by by this particular topic? Well, for me, um, there's this attempt to transfer my knowledge to books. Mm-hmm. And to cover uh, these books by um, in different categories, if it was a Dewey Decimal right. System, I guess. So um, <laughs> there is a set of books that's methodologies that I've written, co-written, and published other people's writing. And this is, you know, for Lucky Mojo Publishing. So of the methodologies, um, for instance, Candle Magic, we have a couple of books on Candle Magic, um, there's, uh, you know, books on honey spells that Deacon Millet wrote a book on that and so forth. Then there's another set of books which are for situations and conditions. And so these would be things like I want money, I want love, I want uh, to be free of a curse, I want to curse. You know, those are those kinds of books. And so um, mm-hmm. I I knew that Deacon Millet, has been working on a book on attracting new love because he wrote a book on reconciliation and he hadn't conceived of this as sort of a trilogy with his honey book. But he hadn't come out with it in two years. I kept him pushing him, come on, where's the book, where's the book? He says he's going to get to it. And I thought, well, even if he does write a book on attracting new love, that's a different condition than just wanting sex, right? Mm-hmm. right. So uh, that's it was just an attempt to bring together uh, the idea of what you would want. So I'm going to give you an idea of what I was looking at here. So mm-hmm. first of all, there are spells for any sex, right? I just right. I just want any sex, right? There are spells for more sex, right? Either right. I want more partners or I want my partner to to do it more. Spells for better sex. Well, that just means more satisfying, more pleasure. No pain, you know, no frustration, whatever. Mm-hmm. Spells for a wider variety of sex. I want to experiment. My my partner doesn't. Maybe I want my partner to experiment. Maybe I want an experimental partner. Maybe I want an outside lover. Wider variety. Mm-hmm. Um, spells for faithful sex. Now, that's what a lot of people think of as hoodooing someone's nature. I want to right. do a spell to keep someone faithful. But there also are non-coercive uh, spells for faithful sex that really just take the form of encouraging it. Then spells for unattached sex. I just want to go out and have a, a hookup. That's it. That's all I want. Unattached sex, no pregnancy, no date, no engagement ring, no marriage, just sex. Then there's spells for more loving sex. Well, we get on good and bad. I always have an orgasm, so does he. But then we don't get along with each other. So I want to embed the sex in more love because when we're not getting along together, I don't feel like sex because I've got this tension around the love issue. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the last one spells for sex with discarnate beings. You know, right. my 
my lover died. I would like to continue to have sex with my lover and not remarry. Um, oh, gee, I always wanted to have sex with a demon. Smart choice, kid. I always wanted to have maybe a sex demon. I want to have sex with a dead rock and roll star. Whatever you know. Uh, so those are the different kinds of. Uh, conditions that people would come to this book expecting to see spells to match, and indeed there are spells to match all of those conditions. Mm-hmm. As something mm-hmm. you brought up okay. earlier, what for anyone listening, what is the difference in down-home sex magic you would find in hoodoo and like high ceremonial sex magic? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, ceremonial sex magic is an invention of the late 19th, early 20th century. It, it, It grows out of what I would call the Victorian titty show magic. Um, So... The Victorian, the Victorian titty show magic was a set of um, groups, there's many of them, and I'm not going to get into all of them, they're European, um, in which um, gentlemen got together, were initiated, and then women, often prostitutes, would um, display themselves, sometimes just showing their titties, sometimes their whole bodies. And there might going. be orgies. What? I see where you're going. Right. And there might be orgies or there might not be. But in order to have the Victorian Titty Show as ceremonial sex magic, they dressed it up with, you know, calling upon a start peg, you know, or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. And this was a a ceremonial magic is usually done in costume. It's done um, according to pseudo-medieval precepts. I'm just trying to be objective here. I'm not not knocking it. It is what it is, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody wants to speak Hebrew, or maybe they want to have, you know, Arabic perfumed gardens and have ceremonial sex with little boys because that's the 11th degree, whereas sex with women is only the third degree of their initiatic system. You know what I'm saying? It's ceremonial sex. It usually involves a hierarchy, a lodge order. Down-home sex is like um, like the old the old blues songs, um, uh, uh, come on, uh, come on, mama. Um, put your nightgown on. Come on, Mama. Let's go lie down. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's down home sex magic. I hope she takes her nightgown off later, but maybe she just pulls it up. Who knows? You know. But that's that's the difference. Okay. Well, it's it's so fascinating that just talking, just mentioning the different types of sex magic in your book, you can really see how Hoodoo approaches sex magic as fundamentally as an entirely practical, normal thing of life. That it isn't necessarily, you know, this this thing that has to be done in rituals and and with fancy robes and whatnot. That rather sex is just a, the normal human condition. That people wanting to get laid, people wanting to get laid better, and people wanting to have good sex and marriage. Like these are all just normal conditions, and there's ways of approaching and ways of doing it so that you can achieve it in the same way that you would do magic to get a job or you do magic to get a raise. You would also do magic in order to get laid. Totally, That's right. totally fair. Your root doctor, there was no, there was no sort of, um, I don't know, prudishness, I guess is the only word I can think of. There was no prudishness with your root doctor. You went to your root doctor and you're like, I haven't got laid in a few months. All right, let's see if your nature has been fixed. I 
can't, you mm-hmm. know, I can't get it up. Let's see if your nature's gotten fixed. Uh, you know, I, I keep having sex with a sex that's crappy. All right, well, let me get you a mojo for that. There's, 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 yes. there's, there's, a, there's no prudishness in there. There's a very open and honest and, and really beautiful understanding of sex in this mm-hmm. tradition. You you just hit on something when you said a mojo. The, uh, the Memphis Drug Band, who plays a theme song to right. this show, have a song called Aunt Caroline Dyer Blues, and um, it's actually Aunt Caroline Dye that the, the record company called it Dyer by mistake. And it says in, in it, um, Will Shade sings um, about Aunt, visiting Aunt Caroline Dye, and um, Aunt Caroline Dye, she told me, boy, you don't need to be so, you don't need to live so rough. I'm going to fix you up a mojo so you can strut your stuff. <laughs> and that is true. I just did a Patreon page. I do a Patreon page every week. And uh, my Patreon page this week was Josephine de Elgar and the Diviners of Dayton. It's about the, <laughs> the, the psychic readers of Dayton, Ohio, between 1933 and 1944. But mm-hmm. in there, there's a woman named Madame Vaughn. And I found um, her advertising material. And Madame Vaughn says, you don't need to be embarrassed. No questions mm-hmm. asked. This is the kind of place where you can bring your friends. I tell you what you need to find out. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear that all of that is coded language for the fact that Madame Vaughn, the psychic reader, would teach you how to have sex, about sex, yeah. about venereal diseases, and right. how to deal with pregnancy. And she might even have been an abortionist midwife. It's very clear from her oh, ad, all of that loaded languages that she's loaded into this thing. Yes, yep. she's a reader and yep. an advisor. And um, don't be embarrassed. I will tell you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's really fantastic and so fascinating because it is true that in, in, particularly in eras where you couldn't have a conversation around sex, right? It was hush-hush. It was, it was mm-hmm. something you did. And particularly if you're a woman, or if you were queer, right? It, it was all hush-hush. You, if you were a young queer individual growing up, who did you turn to to find out about sex, right? If you were a woman, right. I mean, heaven forbid, women enjoy sex, <gasps> right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. But you know who mm-hmm. you could have that conversation with? Your root doctor. In many That's ways, right. the, the hoodoo community, the root doctor, your psychic advisor, those people were often the, the only lifeline you had if you were a woman, if you were queer, if you were in any sort of unconventional relationship. They were really the ones that the no questions asked really gives away, right? Yes, mm-hmm. come on down and I'll tell you how to get laid down low. Come on down and I'll tell you to ensure that you are having an orgasm and it's not just your husband having an orgasm, right? There's right. A no questions asked is a really, really big tell and I love that you're you're doing this type of history where you're going, look, this is a coded a coded phrase. It tells us something. And so when you're when you're writing books like this, in many ways, it recovers this older lost history. That yeah, root doctors were also, you know, sex therapists to a certain degree. That's right. They, right? they, they ha they ha- handled reproductive health, they handled sex health. Mhm. That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, the the whole um, point of this book is to get people um, to where they need to go in their uh, you know in their magical world in their in their love life and um, I I'm very 
pleased that the book is um, open and frank. That's the Taurus mm-hmm. way. We you know yep. we tell what we know. Um, but I also did find some pleasure in in doing the chapter on sacred sex as well. Mm-hmm. And this yeah, is, this is a, interesting. There's actually a good page on Lucky Mojo for sacred sex. It's it covers what tantra and sex magic and forgive me if I pronounce it wrong. Caraza. Carezza. Carezza. It's Italian. Carezza. It means caress yeah. in Italian. Yeah. 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 And so this yeah, book I, isn't I, just. just no, it's not just, just. It's not theory. just. No, 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 and it's not just you know, um, you know, burn a red candle and put two lodestones right. in front of it. Although that's there too, but there's a, right. there's quite a bit about the history of sex magicians in America. Right. And right. the history of sexual spiritualism in America. I, there's plenty more I could have written about. There's whole books about right. it. But I just wanted to put in enough. Um, and particularly, I wanted to give a little shout-out, a big shout-out, to Pascal Beverly Randolph, African-American right. sex about magician. Yeah, of course you were. And um, yeah. about you know, talk about him and also some of the uh, other people who contributed to this, um, particularly Alice Bunker Stockham, who promoted right. birth control. And uh, and was a doctor, and just sort of like you know, uh, showing where some of this um, stuff that we take for granted, um, how daring it was, you know, to mm-hmm. actually bring this material forth to the public. And um, uh, there was a guy named George Washington Savory who wrote mm-hmm. uh, a book called The Marriage Secret: Hell Upon Earth Made Heaven or the Marriage Secrets of a Chicago Contractor. And uh, it's it it was just it's a fascinating look at um, the purposeful delay of orgasm for the mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. heightening of uh, pleasure. That's basically you know that was it in ten words. <laughs> That's fantastic. And can you can we talk a little briefly? And and we we should note that. Um, you're not just writing from the perspective of an academic. You, you're a Taurus. You know sex magic. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be clear here. This is not some uh, sanitized academic writing. No. Doing some archival no. work and writing. This is a this is a root woman, conjure woman who also knows a Taurus and definitely knows sex magic. Right. <laughs> my my. You're getting, first... you're getting experience here. My, I, I hate to tell you, my first published article on sex magic came out in 1976. Oh, how cool! In the East, in the East West Journal, which was a journal oh, wow. of, um, you know, yoga and uh, mm-hmm. health and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've been I've been at this for a while. <laughs> yeah, and I, so you're getting, you're getting that experience as well. Then we want to well, know the yes. last time you performed sex magic. Uh, well, was, was like, it for the pretty success well of the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I don't want to boast or brag, so we'll just leave that quiet yeah. in the shadows. But, but um, <laughs> I got into this uh, because my um, parents had an antiquarian bookstore, and of course, being a, a teenager, I, you know, earned money working in the bookstore after high school after uh, school was let out and junior high too and I would uh, shelf books and I was paid you know by the hour 50 cents an hour and of course I wanted to shelve all of the sex and occult books 
And um, I could sit and, and read them, and I could also borrow them and take them home. And if I wanted to, I could work for them and earn them at 50 cents an hour and end up owning those books. And so we happened to get in a big trove of really interesting shit. <laughs> and I, I, I really kind of got into them. And so... Um, yeah, that was that was it. John William Lloyd's um, Caretza or the Art of Magnetation kind of blew my mind, and I went on from there. Well, that's really really interesting. So there is there is a history here as well, and I think um, you mentioned uh, Pascal Beverly Randolph, and I, it's worthy of us to to stop and pause and talk about him because he is such a fascinating figure. We've mentioned him a few times on the radio show, but he is in many ways kind of a unique and fascinating he's a, he's, a, he's a performer he goes out and performs he sells scrying mirrors um, but he is also quite famously a sex magician using sex magic as part of his regular practice can you talk a little bit about what type of sex magic Pascal Beverly Randolph did um, and how it relates to hoodoo and the book that you've written all right well, he was um, what I would call a code switcher. He could mm-hmm. um, yep. he could prescribe a hoodoo love potion or love powder. He talks about them. He doesn't give his recipes, but you know anyone who makes love powders can make a recipe for it. Um, he worked with dolls to do love spells to um, to get someone to be lustful toward oneself. He um, put people together and described how, as a root worker, uh, he was offered quite a bit of money by an old man who wanted an underage or young girl, and he refused to do it. And he was just horrified that someone would try to abuse sex magic in that way. So he had a lot. He he made uh, something called the New Orleans Magnetic Pillow, which was to get someone to come to your bed. And so he was a root worker. That's on one side. And on the other side, he was a visionary spiritualist who had regular communication with the dead and also with discarnate angels and cosmic beings. And Mm -hmm. he described how to perform a sex magic act that took 49 days and had to be conducted in an upper room And he just goes, I mean, you know, the guy really lived in two worlds, and in Mm -hmm. his books he describes both of them pretty thoroughly. Very unusual man. And um, Mm -hmm. so, but, you know, if someone came to him and said, you know, I'd like, you know, Johnny to love me, he'd go, here's your love powder. And if someone said, you know, I would like to be, you know, bonded for life through, you know, angelic uh, decree, he'd go, okay, here you go, here's your 49-day ritual. <laughs> you actually yeah, have several websites would... on him. I'm sorry, say that again. I was saying that you have uh, one of the when I was researching Pascal Beverly Randolph, I actually came across that your writing is on him. So for people who are interested, you've written quite a bit on him available already. In addition to the book, you can find it uh, on the Lucky Mojo site. It's there. Um, it's a really fascinating, fascinating story and, and history with, with him um, and his use of, of sex magic. And in many ways, his description of the process, even if you're not using sex magic, is actually very useful for magic more broadly, right? Because he talks mm-hmm. about a three-step process for sex magic, right? The, the mm-hmm. attention and whatnot and then the poetism. At the, that process, is, you can replicate that with like a candle spell, and it works That's in right. wonders. Wonders. Yes, right. 
this is yeah, this is his system. And I will say the 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 material on him and on Alice Bunker Stockham in this book is a very short taste is excerpted from the much 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 larger web pages. But I wanted okay. to get it. I wanted to get it into a book for people who don't know about the website and may not see it. So it's just a taste. It's just a little a little um, antipasto, as it were. A little teaser, we'll say. A little teaser. And yeah. If you want more, then... Yeah, if you want more, go to the website. Okay. That's right. Right. Um, the, this the may seem... Thing, a, no, please. Please go ahead, Papa G. I was going to say, it may seem like a surface um, a surface observation, but the book cover is gorgeous. I mean, oh, the, with the yes. lilac and its and it, it gold and everything together, it's it's one of the... One uh, to me, one of the prettier uh, the Lucky Mojo book, the book cover. Well, we we have um, Gray Townsend to thank for that beautiful um, uh, book, and I have to say, I you know I picked and chose a few colors. The artwork is by um, Dawson, who noted African American artist who did um, advertising art for black owned cosmetics companies during the 1930s, several of them, and also for a another cosmetics company called um, uh, Valmore Beauty Products. But he worked for many of the black-owned companies, um, did the art for so many beautiful labels, and this is just a, a lovely piece of art that he did for Valmore. It is gorgeous. It is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, I don't think I would recommend um, it, but I was wondering, Kat, did people in Hoodoo ever use sex magic for birth control? Oh, okay. Well, now what we're talking about is is some of the use of sacred sex um, for birth control. At the time Mm. when... um, when birth control was completely illegal, I mean, Alice Bucker Stockham went to jail. Ida Craddock went to jail. Everybody went to jail. Every woman who spoke for birth control went to jail. Yep, it was horrifying. Yep. There was this guy named Anthony Comstock who, like, basically wanted to arrest everyone who ever fucked. I mean, the guy was just a fanatic. And laws were passed. He he was just – he distorted and deformed U.S. law for um, about a century. So while that was happening – um, one of the ideas was that there were two forms of birth control that could be practiced in relative safety by the um, untrained who could not get a mechanical form of birth control. And remember, there were no hormonal forms of birth control at the time, so it was just mechanical. And they couldn't get those, and so they could use either um, a coitus interruptus or coitus mm-hmm. reservatus, which is what they call it. So either come outside the body or have some sort of sex, either you, quote, pull out or do oral sex or what George Washington Savory called bosom love, which was to um, for the man to rub his penis between the woman's breasts, and uh, you know they would you know basically hand job each other variously. And he felt that would stop because his wife had almost died in childbirth, and he didn't want her to have another child. And so he wrote this whole book about bosom love. And these were like discoveries these people were sharing under pain of going to jail, right? Mm-hmm, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, Coitus reservatus is to not come at all. And originally, this was called male continence, and um, it was practiced under the idea that if the man doesn't, man doesn't come, it doesn't matter about the woman because she's just a sterile vessel. She's not really part of the game. It's all about the man. And um, that didn't work for Alice Bunker Stockham. She felt, no, women, women are part of this. If the man's not going to come, the woman shouldn't come. So this was about having extended... Um, 
ecstasy but without orgasm. Then came along um, a John William Lloyd, my buddy <laughs> from Beyond the Grave, and he said, oh, the hell with that, um, because by the time he wrote in the 1930s, he said mm-hmm. um, you should extend it as long as possible and then let the woman choose. He was like total um, a female-centric lover. He, let her choose. Let her signify by mm-hmm. a nod of her head whether she wants us both to have orgasms or not. If she says no, we won't. And he felt that she would have knowledge of where she was in her own ovulation. So there, it's gone through many, many um, changes over the over the like, nowadays mm-hmm. with um, endocrine research and, and hormonal birth controls and other forms of mechanical birth control, um, tubal ligation, vasectomy, and so forth. This part of sex magic is no longer as vitally important, um, mm-hmm. but it is still a conversation that people have. Right, right. And I think you're bringing up something quite interesting here that, yeah, you know, in many ways, sex magic offered a really important set of tools for people who are dealing with things like, you know, birth control, right? It was one approach. Mm-hmm. But also, similarly, it was very important for uh, LGBTQ people, right? Queer people. Mm-hmm. I think people who look at this book and they go, sex magic, oh, that's just for straight couples, are missing the point that this is, everybody gets to have sex <laughs> in, in sex magic. So if you're, if you're looking for uh, non-heterosexual, non-heteronormative uh, sex and love, they can find it in this book, right? Yes, it's in here too. I I will say that one of the things that um, sometimes strikes people as um, odd, and I've been asked, why are there not more queer spells? Were people afraid to share them? No, I think people just adapted you yeah. know, things mm-hmm. at the time. There are, I have a very short chapter of absolutely exclusively queer sex spells. But it's not a great long chapter because if we're just talking about traditional hoodoo, um, mm-hmm. they would be just, you know, just, oh, just swap in a second John the Conquer route instead of a Queen Elizabeth route, you know, or you know, two Queen Elizabeth right. routes. So there's, there's a kind of a on-the-fly adaptation. Not all herbs are gendered, after all. And right. so, therefore, not all sex spells are actually gendered. It And I tried to, in the book talk about um, the gendering of the items is comes from the contact magic. You know, this is my lover. Mm-hmm. It, you can't only do that with a man or only with a woman or only two men. It's just, it's who you want and you right. get their personal concerns. So, but there are a few that are um, exclusively queer. And I, it, when we do our free spell, I'm going to be giving a couple of those. Oh, also cool. today, so a lot of gay male hoodoo practitioners, but, but you know, early, earlier practitioners that may not have been true, so it may not have been their, you know, their their forte, their what they were talking about. You know what I mean? Yes, I I I hear you on that. I will say that Harry Hyatt he, did mention yep. in you know that he found that there were a lot of what he thought of as, um, uh, he didn't use the word queer, but he, sissy men, I think was, you know, he didn't call them sissy men. They called themselves sissy men. And they would say to Harry Hyatt, you know, as you can probably guess, I'm a sissy man. Well, okay, we got it, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And um, but I would say they self rather than he mentioned them, they were self-identified sissy men, and that's an right. important word. And I'd like to get, you know just say that self-identified sissy men. And yeah, that, that's we still that was a very much part of the tradition of hoodoos. Quite a few male root doctors were gay root doctors, and it's actually mm-hmm. quite the intersection of of gay men and magic has been a kind of fascinating long history and voodoo is not unique in that in that instance and of course there's also straight male root doctors that work for you know straight and male for, for dudes right domination work or or love work or whatnot but quite a few so it's, it's far more diverse than we than we realize one question that i always ask uh, whenever we have you on talking about a book, uh, and it's my favorite question, is, is what's one thing that surprised you when you were doing this research or that you found quite, you're like, oh, huh, that you kind of learned and were surprised by yourself? I mean, you know a great deal, but as you were doing the research, looking at these different products, looking up different spells, something that really stood out, you're like, huh, that's really interesting or that's really surprising. Well, you know, that's a funny question because, Ollie, I can't answer it. See, <laughs> I'm trying to download the contents of my brain. Um, I do primary research, but this material is so close to me and has been for so long that it's kind of, yes, a this part of, of my love? brain will go here and this part of my brain will <laughs> go there. You know, I've 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 been working with this type of sex magic since I was a teenager. So that's a long time. So, but I would say that um, some of them surprised me. Some of them surprised me 20 years ago. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Some of them surprised surprised me 40 years ago, you know, um, but I'm, I'm very unsurprisable these days. Sorry. I think, you know, I'll tell you the one that surprised me the most when I read it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a spell that I developed based on the writings of Larry B. Wright, a.k.a. Dr. L.B. or Dr. L.B. Wright and L.B.E.L.B.E. Um, he was a, a wonderful writer, and he made... Um, he lived up in um, the northern Midwest, and he had a shop, um, and he he made products and so forth. Um, this spell I developed after having like immersed myself in his spell work. So this is a a, a measure in a matchbox. So you know how a man's penis expands when he's aroused, and then gets small mm-hmm. when he's not, right? So mm-hmm. you um, this trick is not a way to force sexual fidelity. This is taught to me by Larry B. Wright as a way to make a man's um, arousal under a woman's control. Okay. Now, I adapted mm. it after him, but he taught this to me. Okay. So you need a, a, a matchbox, and you need the measure of the man, and then you're going to cut a piece of paper that's the length of his erect penis and shaped like it if you have the artistic talent. And it can't be any wider than the longest dimension of the matchbox, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to fold it like little accordion folds, dip, 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 until it. And then you're going to glue the base of it into the matchbox, right? Mm. And yeah, and um, 
and then you, you slide the cover over it to hold it closed. So when your man is on his way to you, you open the matchbox, and it's like a jack-in-the-box. Whoops, out it comes. Oh. Right? <laughs> right? And then when, you, when he's going off, you know, driving trucks on the long, you know, haul on the highway, you fold it back up and put it back up, and you just say, you just stay in there now. <laughs> That's Larry B. That Wright. A- that was a Larry B. Wright special. Oh, that is interesting. I was wondering, like, where is the matchbox? Where is it yeah, going? But I can totally. This is fascinating. I was picturing yeah. that you were saying it's like a jack in the box. It's like a little jack in the box, right? Right. And of course, yeah, you can you're gonna you can dress it with it, you know his his uh, cum and all of that, and you can write words on it. You can elaborate it, you know, all you want to. Um, yeah, that's up to I was you. Thinking a, you know, a little bit of a stay with me oil, and uh, uh, you know, a do as I say oil on the outside of that matchbox, right? Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Fire oh, of love on the inside Fires on the penis, love, you know. Yeah, fire of love, and um, and you can also customize the matchbox, right? You can um, mm-hmm. find a matchbox that you know they make them with all different types of words on them. Um, the the old favorite in hoodoo is redhead um strike anywheres right mm-hmm. <laughs> strike anywhere um you don't want those uh, those uh must be you know scraped on the box you want the strike anywheres um yep, yep. but you know that's a but you can use a ohio blue tip if you want to but i'd use the red redheads uh, redheads are lucky and uh you can get them with all different kinds of brand names on them you know like mm-hmm. lucky strike used to make matchboxes that were lucky strike brand you know? whatever mm-hmm. you want mm-hmm. We have a, Ted, you a mentioned a lot left. of ways that it, that sex magic is beneficial. What are what are some ways that it can be negatively used? Good question. Well, sex magic is like anything; it, it has its dark side, and the dark side of sex magic consists of either being very coercive, forcing someone to have sex with you when they don't want to, forcing someone to marry you, forcing someone to um, support you financially against their will. Those mm-hmm. are, they have a sexual aspect. There also are just straight-up business and money aspects of those same kind of spells. But those are coercive mm-hmm. spells. And the other negative kind is destructive sex magic. And they are like mm-hmm. any other curse. They, You are... Um, cursing somebody and destroying their sexuality. Now, I didn't want to get too deeply into it in the book. There are a few, but there's a book called Cursing and Crossing by Miss Aida, which covers those. But she doesn't have what I have in this book, which is how to take off a sex curse. How to take it off and clean yourself up and go on to have years of glorious sex. So, there's a for the negative ones there is an offset there are ways to repair and remediate the the mm-hmm. crossing or cursing or jinx that was put on you yeah i know you once and she was one to curse his penis to never work again and blah 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 and you kept talking to her and she wanted to get back together with him i said what are you talking about yeah <laughs> you know you're you're ruining your own sex life in the future Yes. This is so common. This hap- I've had this happen uh, 10, 15, 20 times to people who want to totally destroy. They get a black penis and they're going to stick, you know, freaking pins all over it and they're going to burn it down and cover it with graveyard dirt and bury it in a cemetery. And then, oh, but I'd like him back. Oh, 
Well, that's <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> yeah, you can undo uh, it, but you got to go back to the cemetery and dig it up. I mean, come on. Think your way through. Think through the arc of your goal here. You know, where are you trying to get to? Um, right. But, you right. know, sometimes people don't think straight. Um, so being a root worker often involves helping people, you know, to get to where they Look really the want to go and ask them, where do you really want to mm-hmm. go? Exactly, exactly. Now, this book is actually going to be the basis for the workshop that you're going to be teaching at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. So people are going to see a preview of the, of the sort of cool stuff that they'll find at the book in your actual workshop taught by you. Um, so they also, if I'm not mistaken, they get the book if they sign up for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, right? That's right. If you buy your ticket to the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, you will get a goodie box. And in the box, Mm -hmm. there are workshop materials. And for my workshop on down-home sex magic, you will get um, a copy, a physical copy of the book. It will be mailed to you. And there will also be other little treatlets um, having to do with uh, sex magic. So, yeah, that is that is going to happen. And all of the three books that we did, Papa G and I wrote a book, co-wrote a book called um, uh, How to Use Amulets, Charms, and Talismans in Hoodoo and Conjure Tradition, and that one will come with a book. And um, Dr. Jeremy Weiss and I worked together on a book that's an old classic that we added material to, uh, and, and it's by uh, Henri Gamache, a.k.a. Anne Fleitman, and it's called Terrors of the Evil I Exposed, and you'll get that book, and again, you'll get workshop things that you can make. And uh, in Papa G's thing, you'll also get um, amulets and charms. So, yeah, the, the, the workshops are wonderful. If you have not yet bought your tickets, please do so. You will be guaranteed to get a box up to a certain point. But after a certain point, no more boxes. <laughs> a mean box filled with, filled with goodies, books, and what did you call them? Sex magic treatlets. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. I will say that it is a book that uh, it's probably the book I'm most looking forward to. Um, I think every the torches on the show are like, yes, this this is the book. We're we're ready for this book. So this is couldn't couldn't encourage people more to to get it out. And also, if if you're not going to the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, shame on you, but you should. If you're not, you should definitely be getting this book because I think it covers so much. Um, I think we think of love magic sometimes without thinking of this other aspect of it. But, you know, if you're looking for a fulfilling sexual relationship in addition to a uh, fulfilling romantic relationship, this is the book for you. Or maybe you just want to get laid. Or maybe you want to tie someone's nature. Or maybe you want to free and clean someone's nature. This book really does have it all. And you can really see that in the kind of wonderful, wonderful titles of the chapters that Ms. Cat has brought to us. Thank you, Ms. Cat, for joining us and talking about this book and all the cool things that people can get from it. It's always fun to interview you and fun to chat with you. Uh, be sure to stick around. Miss Cat is going to join us at the end, where she's going to share several really cool free spells. I am going to turn this over to Evan, who's going to lead us on to our next segment. I think Evan is there, if I'm not mistaken. Yes? That is correct. Sorry for the delay. Mm-hmm. No tuned. worries. Thank so you, Evan. <laughs> Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your host, 
Papa G, Conjure Man, and this week's special guest, Catherine Ironwood, will be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our client. And our client is going to be Gina, calling from area code 612. Uh, Gina, are you there? I'm here. Excellent. Thank you so much for giving us a call. And as per your entry, it doesn't appear you've had a reading with either our guests or our hosts, so I'm going to read your brief synopsis. Gina writes, My husband is, amaz- is an amazing, gifted, and supportive being. We have been in in deep love, excuse me, for each other and have always had a good sex life. Other than a story my mom told me about my dad's mom telling her to wear a steak and cook it for him when he returns from the road to keep him coming home, we really don't know what sex, sex magic is. Is it possible to take our lovemaking to a place of spellcasting to strengthen our desires and achieving our goals as a couple, or is it for finding and keeping a mate? Turning it over to you, Ms. Cat. Thank you, Evan. So wow. Well, that's an Part of me. Sorry. <laughs> 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 no, not a problem whatsoever. This is a fantastic – and talk about perfect, perfect timing for this uh, uh, show. We're going to have uh, Papa G doing the first – now, if I understand, it's kind of a two-part. First, to look at the relationship, is it possible to do sex magic in this relationship? And then the other portion of it is also just an, uh, asking about sex magic more broadly – uh, is it possible to strengthen our desires in achieving our goals as a couple, or is it just for finding and keeping a mate? So there's an opportunity to talk a little bit further about sex magic here. But I'll turn this over first to Papa G, and then we'll have Miss Cat chime in, and then I will give the, uh, a little bit of root work recommendation at the end. But I'll leave plenty of time for Miss Cat since this is her topic. All right, Papa G, take it away. Hello, Gina. How are you? Hi. Is she on the line? Yeah. I was pulling cards while Evan was reading your situation. And these three cards are very interesting <laughs> based on what you asked. So um, let me tell you what they are and then what what I think they mean. Because the first one is the Ace of Swords. And to me, the Ace of Swords is about... Um, you know, most of the time this is like a breakthrough or a victory card, but it's also about exploring new ideas, getting a new idea, wanting to approach something in a new way, wanting to look at something from a new perspective and to give you um, sort of mental clarity about this this thing you're exploring and what you're talking about is you are wanting to possibly explore something new. Um, the second card um Strangely, is the death card, which is not about de- not about death. It's about um, sometimes it's about the end of something, the end of an era. It can also just be about letting go, and that can include letting go of inhibitions. Um, so I, I think this, according to your situation, might mean it could mean letting go of inhibitions. It could be letting go or putting an end to an 
old way of thinking about sex, if there's any problems in that department, any hesitancies or um, blockages, if there's anything that, um, you know, even if there's any concepts or a little bit of prudishness or something, to just like break down the walls and, and let things flow, if you will. Because the last part is Three of Cups, which is about, you know, it, it shows the three women dancing. They're holding up cups. Cups is a love card. It's an emotions card. And it's about celebration and quality time together, um, sort of renewing a bond or friendships. So to me, all of this together is, first of all, you're exploring a new idea. To explore that idea, which is a, the sword, the next is the death card. To explore that fully, you're going to have to let go of some old concepts of sex that may be holding you back. But if you do, Three of Cups shows it'll be successful and move your sexual relationship into a new level that you'll both enjoy. Okay. That's what I have. Fantastic. Thank you, Papa G. Let's turn this over to Miss Kat, who's going to do your uh, next reading. Okay. I'm going to answer the question directly here, which is um, we don't really know what sex magic it is. Is it possible to take our lovemaking to a place of spell casting? And the answer is yes. Um, is it just for um, finding and keeping a mate? No. So I'm going to, um, and I know I'm not supposed to be giving a spell now, but I'm going to give you a spell as an example, okay? And this is from the chapter called Perfect Pairings. And these are things where you have two items that represent the two mated people. You know, when you get married and you exchange wedding rings, that's a very strong symbol. But there are other symbols that are used the same way. And um, just one so simple, and this is really old. You know how a lot of um, buttons have four holes in them? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, mm-hmm, yes. Okay. You're going to get two buttons, one from each partner's clothing. So they have to be clothing that they wore, and you're going to put the buttons face-to-face, and you can smear a little bit of your cum, mixed cum between them, and then you're going to use thread, and you're going to go round, 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 and make an X, right? And you can even go around and make a square around it. You know, you're just going to keep going until you run out of thread and run out of space in the holes, right? Now the two buttons are firmly together. Then you're going to take, you still have a little tail of the needle and thread, right? And you're going to take that, and you're going to go under your mattress, and you're going to sew it into your mattress. So that button is in there, and I sew it right at the level where you, where your um, genitals would be when you're laying in bed, right, at the center. That is sex okay. magic um, to, to make you two be always together. But I'm going to give you another one. If you like 69, some people do, some people don't, right? If you like 69, you get two square nails, which have those you know, square heads on them and they're handmade square nails, and you lash them together. And you want to use what are called clove hitch latchings, which you can go on YouTube and just look up clove hitch lashing, and you're just going to do it with um, number three red pearl cotton, okay, like crochet cotton. And you're going to anoint them with your shared sexual fluids and your saliva because it's 69, right? And you're going to wrap them up in a handkerchief and put them under the mattress at the center of the bed. And this is a bed packet for people who like 69. So you can see that there's a lot here to 
um, spice up your love life. Uh, it's not just about fidelity and 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 everything. Now I'm going to pull a card on on your um, life, and what I got here was the Two of Cups, which is a card of two people being um, very loving and offering uh, gifts of cups to each other. The cups are love, and there's a symbol of Mercury between them. That's communication. And overhead is the heraldic head of a red lion with red wings of a bird, like an eagle. And this is sometimes referred to as what it looks like from inside the vagina as the penis enters. It's a it's an old alchemical symbol of sex during menstrual uh, times, but it can be any kind of sex. So this is a very good card. It says, also the man has red roses on his hair, and the woman has bay leaves. She's wise. He's lusty. You can keep your husband very happy with sex magic. Mm, that's great. Cool. Fantastic. Now, uh, I, I'm going to ask you a quick question. Are you uh, asking if you can use sex magic together as a couple, um, or are you looking at really kind of using sex magic just on him? Are you interested in, in, your, in your husband participating in sex magic? Is he open to it? Yes, together as a couple. He is open to it. I'm very blessed in that way. Okay, fantastic, great. So that means we can talk a little bit about uh, the various forms of of sex magic you can do together um, as a couple. I think that this is a really great opportunity because Miss Cat is here to talk about the book. We should get her to share a few more spells. I'm going to give you one real quickly, and then we'll open up the space and Papa G and Miss Cat can jump in and offer. Since you have a partner who is interested and willing to do sex magic with you, we can all share different forms of magic that can be done together in order to, uh, you know, keep your relationship happy, keep your relationship going, and whatever else uh, you're interested in doing. So one of the kind of old-timey, really cool uh, works of sex magic involves peace water. You uh, have sex with your partner with intent, with intent of gathering the joint sexual fluids. And then once you both uh, climax and orgasm, and it is important that you both orgasm, not just one person, but both of you. So it has to be mutually satisfactory sex, mutually pleasurable sex. You will gather the sexual fluid, mix it with uh, peace water, and then sprinkle the peace water around your home. What this will do is ensure that your house remains blessed, happy, and a loving place. A combination of the peace water and the sexual fluids here, it's kind of like marking your territory, but marking your territory with with magical sex there. So this is really great. You can sprinkle it around the house. Make sure that you sprinkle it around the bed. Uh, Joint sexual fluids mixed with the peace water. I would also recommend you can use those same uh, joint sex, sex foods on a candle. So you would take a um, Adam and Eve candle or there are the uh, lover's candles that are also available. They're really cool. I've gotten these before from Lucky Mojo. Um, and they're basically two people joined together. They're making out. They're doing their, they're, they're hot and heavy with each other. It's really kind of really cool of, uh, uh, form. If you can't get those, you can get an Adam and Eve candle that you'll place uh, together. And what you'll do is you'll name, put your names on these candles. You will anoint it with the sexual fluid and then anoint it with fires of love and love me oil. 
and burn those candles down, either the Adam and Eve candle or the lover's candle. Burn them over three days or seven days. Either one will work while the moon is waxing. So this is two ways you can use joint sexual fluids in order to do a little bit of sex magic there, a little bit of, of using the power of sex. One is with water to ensure peace and tranquility and love and blessing in the home, and the other is candle magic to keep the fires going. All right, Miss Cat and Papa G, what are some suggestions you have for uh, sex magic that can be used here? I want to leave more space for Cat to talk a little bit about it since this is about her book. Well, here's a quick one. Cooking with bath water. So mm, yeah. um, this is an old old um, saying in, in the community. A man who will drink your bath water is a man who will, you know, be yours. And um, so if you bathe together, that's good. If you um, feed him your bath water, that's good. If you let him feed you his bath water, that's good. And... Um, you don't want any soap in it, you understand. It it's, it doesn't have any mineral salt or soap, but you can add a tea to the bath water made from any kind of edible love herbs. You want to add some sweetener like honey or sugar, and you're going to add some milk. So the edible love herbs could be um, cardamom, it, it could be um, caraway, it could be rose uh, petals, it could be uh, catnip. There's a whole list in my book of edible um love herbs. So that's what I would do. Bath cooking with bath water. Make a little ritual of it, maybe bathe together, save a little mm. of the bath water, maybe make love in the bath. Um have a little bit of that in you know, the, the that in the bath water as well. Sounds pretty sexy mm. to me. Um and then use that <laughs> to maybe brew a cup of tea for each of you and put a little ginger in it. You don't have to cook like whole big, you know, pot roast. You just maybe make a cup of tea and share the tea. Okay. Mm, that's great. That's great. Papa G, do you have one that you'd want to share? Yeah, there's. A, it's like you can do two alternatives. You can take um, any of the the sex or love um, anointing oils, like Lucky Mojo mm-hmm. has. Any of the ones that are, um, you know, body safe. Like we're not going to use hot soda on 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 the body, but most of the loved ones are, you know, they're body safe. And mix it with some sort of body paint. That you paint on each other and with with love symbols and sigils and and writing that you're you're actually mm. with your fingers oh, painting yeah, on each oh. other's body. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't want to use magical oils, I mean another way you can do it. You can still put the symbols and everything, but you may melt some mm-hmm. chocolate and draw the symbols or something like well honey or whatever and draw the symbols on each other and then proceed to lick them off once they're set. Mm, wow, that's really cool. that's very, that's very, very cool. that's very exotic. I would say you could take the oils and uh, put them into a massage oil and draw the I symbols. Just about to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all I'm all I don't like to deface my integument. So uh, you would draw, <laughs> draw the draw the symbols with massage oil. That's good. Mm-hmm. I also am a great believer in drawing symbols on your lover's body with cum. Oh, well, there you go. I, I got to say that the chocolate use there is very Torian, and that's very a little, yeah. including an element of food there. 
I'm a big I'm a big believer in touch in general. So Ms. Cat mentioned the massage oils. Even if you're not draw, drawing symbols, uh, not everyone works with sigils and whatnot. A massage in of itself is a very powerful sexual act. So you can create your own, and I have encouraged clients to do this because I do believe that touch is a very powerful part of sex magic and love magic more broadly. Um, you can make your own custom massage oil. Uh, you can get the root worker special uh, from Lucky Mojo where you combine different oils. And then I would just kind of dilute it in a little bit of a carrier oil. I personally wouldn't use anything that has any too much hotness in it or whatnot. But, you know, love me oil, come to me oil. You can mix a few of these together, add it into a carrier oil, oil like, you know, um, olive oil works. All sweet almond oil, I would say, is probably better. And use that as a massage oil where you, you know, set aside time, light some beautiful candles, get together, uh, and give each other a nice erotic massage. And just worshiping each other's bodies for a period of time before you go into lovemaking. That's a very powerful way of working sex magic into um, your your life. And you can make it a regular thing. You can do it once a week or once a month or whatever, where you basically set aside time and you're going, look, this is our this is the time where we're gonna we're gonna really bond with one another. Touching one another with that massage or one, if you've been stressed all week, getting that massage is fantastic, right? You've been mm-hmm. you know, stressed out and once you're in would you both relax, that's a, that sex hits differently. When you're yeah, and yeah. relaxed even in, and you're feeling Yeah, even right. anoint a, a wine glass stem, uh, 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 one that you, uh, a glass that you both share, mm. um, even anoint the stem so you know, have a little drink in between the massage, you know, massages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might also want to explore a little bit of the sacred sex uh, part in my book about how to set up a bedroom according to Shang San Feng, who um, wrote a book called Summary of the Golden Elixir and in the 15th or 16th century. And it's about how a bedroom should be set up for the best sacred sex. And it has its instructions, mm-hmm. what's at the north, what's at the south, and how you do it. Um, and it's, it's fascinating. My husband and I set up our bedroom that way, and we're very satisfied with it. Um, we feel very focused because, and this is just ancient Chinese sex magic. Why not try it? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you've gotten some some fantastic, fantastic suggestions here. The only other final thing that I, I would say is that sex magic, um, I wouldn't recommend it as a one-off thing. It, you can do it certainly that way, but because you're in a loving relationship mm-hmm. with someone who's really open and interested in that, I would make it as part of as much part of your life as you can, right? So whether you're going to be doing it every Friday night or you're going to be doing it once a month, build it into your life. Um, you should have some level of spontaneity. You should have some level of, you know, when you guys are going to get together and just just do it. But other times, I do think the idea of building it in as a sort of spiritual loving practice, as an act of joint worship of each other, is quite beautiful and immensely powerful. So making it a regular thing in your in your practice, making it a regular thing in your life is, uh, you know, something that I would encourage here. So you can set aside time. Every Friday, we're going to do sex magic together. And maybe one month, it's massage. And another month, we're going to be working with the chocolate. And another month, we're going to be doing something else. So you can explore. But the idea of doing it consistently is something that I would recommend. Thank you for entrusting us with your situation. We wish you all the best and many blessings. We're going to take a brief 
break for some really cool network announcements, and then Evan will be back to uh, guide us on to our free spell where Miss Cat is going to share some really cool stuff. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Now it's time to go to our free spell segment with Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com. Take it away, Miss Scott. Hi, I'm going to try to run you through four quick sex spells that come out of mm. the book Down Home Sex Magic. Since there's 157 spells, I don't mind sharing four of them on the air, okay? So I'm going to go through them real quick. Number one, there's nothing too low for some women to do. And this one came out of Harry Hyatt's interviews. Um, This was a person he called informant number 597. For those of you who know Hyatt, he numbered everybody, and then he had a code book where he gave their real names. And when he made a move of houses, he lost the numbers book. But we do know this was in 1937 in Jacksonville, Florida. His informant was a black person because all of his informants were black except for one man. And um, this man had been crossed up, and he held a grudge against tricky women. And in describing how much he hated women hoodooing men's nature, he gave a spell. There is nothing too low for some women to do. Women wear raw liver in their menstrual pads all morning and then cook the liver up with onions and feed it to their men to capture them for life. Wow. Now, I've heard this one also of taking liver or steak and cutting it in the form of the man's penis and inserting it to your vagina. That's even lower. (laughs) Number two, tying a woman's nature in her glove. This also came out of Harry Hyatt's collection. This time we know the informant. It was Henry Timmons' home in Florence, South Carolina, where he invited his relatives. We know this person was related to Henry Timmons, but we don't know their first name. Their informant, number 1303, and this was in April 1939. And a man told Hyatt, if you got a woman and want to make love with her, you go to her house, make it special to go to her house, to get a few words with her, get a chance to catch her hands, and get the length of her left-hand index finger. He actually called it her dog finger, but very few white people would know what a dog finger is. It's your index finger. Then go out, get you nine of them broom straws about the same length. Now, he means if you could get them from her broom, so much the better. Get one of her gloves, and you let it go. You straighten it out, and you cut the finger off. Then you put the broom straws and nine single straight pins in there and tie it up and you wear it in your pocket. And that girl will love you from then on and won't make love with any other individual either. You just tie her. Okay, number three, a woman-to-woman love-drawing mojo. This is a whole Queen Elizabeth root in a red bag are surrounded by rose petals, lavender, red clover, damiana, and catnip. And you dress the bag with follow-me-girl oil and this hand is suited to women who love women. But a man could use it, possibly. 
Um, number four. This is another one of the surprising ones. This is pretty interesting. Banana oil for anal sex on the down low. Um, mm. So isoamyl acetate, popularly known as banana oil, was among the first artificial scents utilized in the food industry. It became flavoring agent for Juicy Fruit Glum in 1893. And Papa Jim of San Antonio, Texas, used to extol this. He would tell everybody, use banana oil. It's so efficacious to men who sought gay sex on the down low, and he ought to have known, telling them to dress their buttocks with banana oil to invite anal sex as a bottom. And to which I added, of course, you don't have to be gay or a man or on the down low to enjoy anal sex. So banana oil is now out of the closet. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. I call that a banana pudding spell. (laughs) Yeah, and that banana pudding is made with that same banana oil. Now, of course, the reason a banana, you get the the symbolism, I'm sure, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are so fascinating. And you know what's interesting is how different and diverse they are. They are very different from each other. You really have a quite uh, diverse set of spells when it comes to sex magic. It's not just one thing. It's not just candles. I mean, banana oil, who knew? Well, I'll tell you, um, Papa Jim also was the one who recommended safflower oil on your buttocks and the backs of your thighs, um, and his reasoning would now be considered um, deprecating to gay men, but at the time, he meant it very sincerely, safflower is called false saffron, and saffron is a well-known love herb, it's it's the little stamens of this little saffron crocus. And safflower is basically a, a sunflower, and it's the petals, the dried petals of that. And so safflower oil is made from the pl- of the seeds of the safflower plant, and it's still false saffron. And so he recommended to men who dressed as women and tucked their genitals up in order to trick Johns into having sex with them thinking they were females. Mm. Um, the idea was it was false saffron. It wasn't real love. It wasn't really female. It was false saffron. Now, I've had a couple of people say, well, that just wouldn't fly these days. But there it is. Maybe the word false upsets them. But the idea was you are not what you seem to be. Nowadays, of oh, course, it doesn't mean false. Today, a drag queen uses it to win a beauty pageant. <laughs> Hey, they, you know, well, is everything tucked and, you know, exactly as you described? Yeah, yeah. Well, now, again, Papa Jim um, was, um, I mean, he's dead now. I don't mind saying this. He was uh, on the down low. He appeared as a very, you know, rugged Midwestern card reader. But he he had his moments, and he was one of my best sources for gay uh, sex spells. He and a guy named Kevin who was a drag queen that I knew. Hmm, interesting. So, I didn't know that. And I, I also didn't know that that was the reason that flower oil was used. That's entirely new information to me. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was. He also said you should put it on the backs of your knees. He was, like, really very specific. I mean, I guess it's what, you know, he knew on the buttocks, on the back of the thigh, and the back of the knees. And uh, just little dabs of the safflower oil. And, um, and, 
I, he also said, again, this was in conversation with me, I don't know that he ever wrote it down, that this would keep you safe because there's an element of risk in being um, a, you know, a, a drag prostitute. You know what I'm saying? There, there's a, you might, if you're found out, you might be harmed. And mm. so this was to keep you safe as well. So see, again, we have the the root doctor stepping in and providing a social component to this, right? Protection, yes. knowledge, information in a time where it could have been dangerous. Fascinating, yes. fascinating uh, uh, stuff <laughs> without, without a doubt. Um, thank you for sharing the, the spells and several of them. There's even more spells available in the book. I mean, what did you say, 153? 157. 157 spells. That is an encyclopedia's worth of free spells. That's a really, really cool, cool book. I know that I am for sure looking forward to it. I cannot wait to get my hands on it and read it. Uh, it is right up my alley as a good old-fashioned tourist, and it is a must for anyone who's interested in magic, sex magic, or love magic more broadly. Thank you, Miss Cat. We're going to take for joining us for our, this really special episode and Papa G. I'm going to turn this over to Evan, who's going to give us our quick outro. Then we're going to come back for some final goodbyes. Thank you, Contraman and Papaji and Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com for being our guest this week. Join us next week when a special guest will be, surprise, Catherine Ironwood making an encore performance alongside Jeremy Weiss on their book, Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour was brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at ConjurmanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from EvanLionheart.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 6 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via LuckyMojo.com forward slash radio show dot HTML. For all of us at the Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune again once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Evan. Uh, always lovely to hear your voice. Thank you to everyone who tuned in, all the wonderful people who join us in the chat or listen online or tune in by phone. You are what makes this radio show possible. Thank you to Ms. Kat and Papa G and Nagashiva for uh, helping, for joining us on this show. And, of course, do not forget the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, only a month away. Get your tickets now. Be sure to get your goodie boxes. That's it from me. Thank you and goodbye. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.